On today's episode of Understanding Energy, we are covering the basics of wind energy. Wind energy has a long history that leads up to how we use it today. I am Oliver here with my merry comrades, Benjamin and Spencer, who helped put this episode together. I owe them a debt of gratitude for their aid. To begin, Benjamin is filling us in on the origin of wind energy and how wind turbines work. Benjamin? The use of wind energy has been around for thousands of years. It first began in 5000 BC. The Egyptians started using wind energy to propel their boats along the Nile River. By 2000 BC, simple wind-powered water pumps were being used in China, and wind was soon used to grind grain in Persia and the Middle East. Around the 11th century, various uses of wind energy had spread across the world. The Dutch created large wind pumps to drain lakes and marshes, and soon immigrants from Europe brought the idea of harnessing the wind to the Western world. In the American colonies, people began using windmills to do their everyday work. These windmills were not only used to grind grain and pump water, but also for cutting wood and feeding animals. Later on came the invention of the wind turbine. In 1888, the first wind turbine was created. It was a large contraption that could turn the motion of wind into electrical energy. This breakthrough was truly amazing. Soon, electrical wind turbines were spreading across the world. As the wind blows the large rotor blades, they spin the generator. The generator is composed of a large magnet, usually made of iron or steel, and copper coils surrounding the magnet. When the turbines rotate in the wind, they are spinning the large magnet. The magnet spinning inside the copper coils transforms the kinetic energy of motion into electrical energy. The magnet and copper coils create electrical energy by forcing the electrons from the external source, the wind, through an electrical circuit. After the electrical energy has been transferred, it can either be used, stored for future use, or connected to the electrical grid. To state it more simply, when the magnet rotates inside the copper coils, it creates a magnetic charge. Wind turbines can be standalone structures, but are often clumped together in groups that are known as wind farms. One wind turbine can usually supply enough energy to power a single house, while, wind, while a wind farm can generate enough electricity support, to support thousands of homes. Smaller wind turbines normally produce around 100 kilowatts of electricity. Larger wind turbines are placed on towers that are as tall as 80 meters or 260 feet. These turbines have rotor blades that are around 40 meters or 130 feet long. The larger turbines can generate 1.8 megawatts of electricity. One megawatt is equal to 1,000 kilowatts. Although there are even larger turbines, that stand on towers 240 meters, 787 feet high. These massive turbines have rotor blades that are larger than 162 meters, 531 feet. They normally produce 4.8 to 9.5 megawatts of electricity. There are two main different types of wind turbines, the horizontal axis wind turbine and the vertical axis wind turbine. Horizontal axis wind turbines are the most common type of wind turbines. These turbines sort of resemble the propellers of an airplane, and the blades face directly into the wind. These are the type of wind turbines you see in wind farms. Horizontal axis wind turbines are the most commonly seen wind turbines. They are very large and require quite a bit of open space. The average wind turbine has a lifespan of 20 to 25 years, although they require plenty of maintenance, and it doesn't come cheap. A horizontal axis wind turbine has the generator located at the top of the tower, and the large rotor blades are very heavy. This causes the turbine to be off balance. To fix that, these wind turbines require a very sturdy, thick base to support the balance of the turbine. Vertical axis wind turbines have much shorter, wide curved blades that resemble the beaters on an electric mixer. 
These vertical axis wind turbines take up less space and are better for res residential environments. They also require less maintenance and have fewer parts than horizontal axis wind turbines. Although they don't produce as much electric electrical energy, vertical axis wind turbines are much lighter. They don't require as much stability at the base. What's better is that the vertical axis wind turbines don't have to be facing a certain way. No matter which way the wind is blowing, the vertical axis wind turbines can always generate electricity. These smaller turbines create a lesser risk to any humans or birds nearby. Vertical axis wind turbines are much cheaper, easier to install, and easily transported compared to the horizontal axis wind turbines. They work much better in extreme weather conditions and are quieter. The generators for the vertical axis wind turbines are lower to the ground and create more stability in in extreme weather and on water. Placing them in clusters creates a stronger wind flowing and increases the overall energy being generated. Next, Spencer is going to cover how wind energy has changed over the years. Wind energy has been used for thousands of years. Like Ben said, it was used to move boats, grind grain, and pump water many years ago. Let's start with the first electric generating wind turbine. It was massive. I mean, super large. It had a diameter of around 17 meters with 144 rotor blades that were made of cedar wood. 17 meters is around 18 yards, which means that the turbine had a super giant diameter. If any of you are football fans like me, that is about as big as the red zone is. And for some teams, for whatever reason, it seems like an impossible task to get the ball in the end zone from 20 yards away. Anyway, a bright man named Charles Brush invented that first wind turbine. He was born in Ohio, and I thought it was interesting that he was born in around the same spot as Thomas Edison, the man who invented the light bulb. The next big jump in wind energy history did not happen until the 1920s. In the 1920s, people built their own wind turbines to power their houses on the Great Plains. After a little uptake in wind energy usage in the 1920s, a lot of the progress came to a winding halt because of the First World War. At the time, the main focus of the country was not to find renewable energy sources, but to help win the war. It wasn't until 1941, which is interestingly around the start of the Second World War, that the first megawatt wind turbine was invented. According to a man named Dan W. Reischer, who is at Stanford University's Steyer Taylor Center for Energy Policy and Finance, this wind turbine was built on an interesting mountain in Vermont called Grandpa's Knob. It was built and completed at 6.56 p.m. It was quite an amazing feat because all of the windmills at the time merely ground wheat or pumped water instead of generating electricity. A man named Vannevar Bush said, quote, The great wind turbine on a Vermont mountain proved that at some future time homes may be illuminated and factories may be powered by this new means. End of quote. An interesting fact that Dan W. Reischer pointed out was that more new megawatts were produced by wind energy in 2015 than by any other energy source. The next checkmark in wind energy history was some of the improvements made in the 1970s to the technology of the wind turbines. Part of the reason that some of these improvements were made was because of the oil shortage of 1973. According to history.state.gov, this price shock was officially known as the 1973 oil embargo. The reason that this helped wind energy was because during this time, it made people search for renewable, clean sources of energy 
instead of burning fossil fuels. In the 1980s, California built wind farms that powered around 250,000 homes. These wind turbines were not very efficient, however, and according to our interviewee, only around 10 to 15% efficient, with a large cost to install and keep operating. Jamie Stark, the person we decided to interview, said that the most improvement of the wind turbines has taken place in the last 15 years. Uh, we have redesigned the blades, used lighter materials, and now people claim that the wind turbines are around 45 to 50% efficient. Next, we turn to the interview we completed with Jamie Stark from the company United Electric. The person we decided to interview was a man named Jamie Stark. He is the general manager for a power company called United Electric in around the Minidoka County in Idaho. So a big thanks to him for agreeing to help us with this project and do a little interview. We really appreciate the information he has given us and with his expertise in this area. First, we asked how much energy the wind turbine farms in Idaho typically produce. He told us that the wind energy was actually quite new in Idaho, only starting up in Idaho in 2006. There is an average of 1,000 megawatts produced by wind energy in Idaho, and that's about 550 wind turbines. To sum it all up, wind energy powers around 163,000 homes in Idaho each year. Next, we decided to ask him how wind turbines have affected the Magic Valley, the specific area that we both live in. He then responded by telling us that Idaho is just beginning to realize the potential of wind energy. A lot of energy in Idaho is produced by hydroelectric energy because of the many waterfalls and dams in Idaho. He said that wind energy could greatly help supply energy to Idaho, and we could sell excess energy to the other states. Then we asked him how wind turbines have improved over the years. He told us that the first wind turbine was built in 1888 by Charles Brush, and also that, like I said before, the most improvement to these wind turbines has happened over the past 15 years. There have been new designs for wind turbines and lighter materials to harness more energy. We then asked the very obvious question of what the issues are with wind energy. Of course, it's a renewable energy source, which is always good, but it does have a few flaws. It is a very hard energy to store, and it needs to be stored in a giant battery, sometimes the size of semi-trucks, he mentioned. They also take up massive amounts of space and leave a large footprint, as he put it. They are also extremely noisy and have killed some birds and bats, believe it or not, and actually use quite a large amount of natural resources to be made. Last, they are obviously very expensive to install and operate. We did ask him to provide us with a couple of personal experiences that he has had concerning wind energy. He shared with us an interesting story about how he helped a customer install a small wind turbine in his backyard. Since these turbines are extremely expensive to install and keep working, Jamie Stark said that his friend ended up paying more to keep the wind turbine operating than it did to cut back on his power bill. He also had the chance to tour a wind turbine farm in Montana. He said he got to climb up inside a wind turbine, which I can imagine would be an extremely long climb up, and got to see the blade spinning from high up. Another funny thing that he mentioned was that after watching the blade spin for a while at the top, it made him dizzy and he almost fell backwards. Last, we asked him a question of how much it costs to install a wind turbine and keep it running. 
The answer he gave us was honestly jaw-dropping. It costs around 2 to $4 million to install a wind tower and to keep it running. Another forty to $50,000 per year. That's a pretty big amount of money if you ask me, and I don't know if I would decide to spend it on installing a wind turbine, but you never know. They might make me bank down the road. Now I will start listing the pros and cons of wind energy. While wind energy may seem like the perfect energy source, when you examine its most prominent aspects, it still has its flaws. But that's alluding to wind energy having no upsides, which it does. The first main con, so to speak, for wind energy is that it may produce, wind, produce energy when the wind is blowing, but what about when the wind is not blowing? The turbines stand still, producing absolutely no energy. Well, on the other hand, it may be worth it to invest in wind energy because it is a cleaner alternative to natural gas or fossil fuels. We are burning through fossil fuels at an alarming rate. This is causing greenhouse gases to be released, which is, putting this slightly, not good. Pollution is also an issue with wind energy. While this pollution may not be the type you're accustomed to, it still exists in the form of sound and visual pollution. Wind turbines are incredibly loud, and they take are massive too, which covers the natural landscape. The size of the wind turbines also affects the surrounding areas. Birds are common victims of wind turbines, and the turbines also heat up the surrounding area by moving water vapors at high speeds. Turbines also impede the area's ability to grow plants. One major flaw with wind energy is that we have an extremely high demand for energy, and wind turbines do not produce enough energy to really make a difference. Yearly in the United States of America, we have energy quotas that we have to meet, and these quotas give us significant information on how the U.S. is using and creating energy. If we relied just on wind energy, we would fail to meet, reach these standardized quotas set by the federal government. I have covered the cons of wind energy for much longer than anticipated, so I am now I'm going to transition to the pros of wind energy. Wind turbines are the main component of wind energy and do much more for us before and after their creation. Wind turbines take a lot of work to create. This creates jobs in the United States, which benefits our economy. While these wind turbines are in use, usually they produce energy, at least while the wind is blowing. This energy is generated and consumed within the United States borders. No materials or products go to other countries, but which benefits the economy even more. What One of the main parts of the turbine construction is finding space for turbines. The space is easy to find. You just have to find a flat field where I, where the wind specifically... <laughs> hey, a special thanks to all of our sources. ThirdPlanetWind.com science.jrand.org, planeshumanities.unl.edu, loss.stanford.edu, history.state.gov, turbinesinfo.com, nationalgeographic.gov, usenergyinformationadministration.gov, and arcadia.com. And energy.gov, energy says change.com and betterworldsolutions.eu. We have covered wind energy for a considerable amount of time. You will now understand the background of wind energy, the history, and its pros and cons. I'm Oliver. I'm Ben. And I'm Spencer. And we'll see you on the next episode of Understanding Energy.